Blog Talk Radio. Slow down, touch your life. Don't you know there's friends to be found? Lift your eyes and see the world. Welcome to the Sunbury Fricks. Press Books Show, sponsored by Sunbury Press, publisher of books under nine different imprints in a variety of categories, available worldwide wherever books are sold. I'm your host, Lawrence Knorr. I'm the founder of Sunbury Press, and today I have Ronald Mayer, who is the author of a number of baseball books, the 1932 Yankees, 1937 Newark Bears of Baseball Legend, Perfect, 14 Pitchers of Perfect Games, Christy Matheson, a game-by-game profile of a legendary pitcher, the 1923 New York Yankees, and the New Jersey Book of Lists. You can probably see a lot of New York, New Jersey on that list there. His latest book, Baseball Memories, is a collection of 101 poems celebrating America's national pastime baseball, even though we are recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, so we'll stick to the pastime being baseball. It recalls a number of outstanding players and their achievements. For example, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak, Ted Williams' 406 batting average in 1941, and so on. Many more memories and historical events. Welcome, Ronald Mayer. Great to have you on again. Well, it's wonderful to be here, uh, Lawrence. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So uh, we see you love Yankees. That's obvious based on some of your book titles. <laughs> Uh, I guess Matheson, oh, yeah. New York Giants, right? So, yeah, uh, right. But the poetry. So you, you've written these baseball histories where you get into specific teams, specific seasons, or specific games. What uh, what got you going on poetry? Well, uh, I was I'm a big fan of Ogden Nash, uh, who I, I think was just a great poet who uh, was an unusual poet. And uh, so I enjoyed his poetry. And, and, and one day or one night, I don't recall, but I uh, was reading some of his poems. And it just hit me. It dawned on me. I said, you know, I have never seen a, a baseball book on poetry, um, nonfiction, uh in all my travels and believe me I have been uh to book sales for years and years many more than I'd like to admit uh looking for you know books any books just for my my own private library which now totals well over 600 books uh wow. for research and for writing yeah so uh, I just said I said wow I haven't seen this maybe it should be done and uh, so I started tinkering with it, and lo and behold, uh, I came up with uh, 101 uh, poems, and it was a wow. it was well, a delight doing it. Believe me. Yeah. So, you know, there. When now that you say that, and uh, having looked at it, you know, a lot of Ogden Nash's poems, you know, they're just your standard stanzas of rhyming verse, and they're. They're kind of entertaining and fun and the kind of things you could sit around in a tavern and repeat. And when you, you mentioned his name, and it reminded me of my book about Ed Plank, and I opened it up. Uh, I'd completely forgotten that Ogden Nash had written yeah. a poem 
lineup for yesterday on ABC of Baseball Immortals, and back in those days, it said, P is for Plank, the arm of the A's, when he tangled with Mag games lasted for days. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting that yeah. you wrote about Matthewson. I wrote about Plank, and those guys were, of course, uh, yeah, longer rivals, heads back sure. in those early World Series. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, 101 poems. And you're right. I I can't think of uh, off the top of my head any rival books that I have on my shelf that would be baseball poems. Maybe you could give us yeah. a flavor of one. You know. Uh, well, I have a read. very short one here, and then I've got a couple other longer ones. Uh, this one, uh, the Yankee fans may not be happy with me, but it's titled <laughs> "A Yankee's First. Young Yankee fans may not know. The team was guilty of practicing Jim Crow. Until 1955, when management was empowered to play their first black, Elston Howard. Uh, Just a little reminder to Yankee fans. Yeah. 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 I mean, we we weren't. uh, People people weren't as. uh, We weren't as bad as, as Boston. I think uh, I I don't recall the year that, but they had Pumpsy Green was there if you if you recall Pumpsy Green was their first uh, black ball player, uh, but that was years after Jackie Robinson came on the scene. Yeah. Um, um, so people think of Jackie, they don't think about all the other firsts, the first players, the early players. Oh no! That came over from the fact, Negro League. <clears throat> Yeah, there was a book written, I don't remember the author's name, uh, professor he was, uh, on the uh, on Larry Doby, who was the, uh, what, the second black, that uh, and the first in the American League. And he wrote a book mainly uh, trying to not denigrate Jackie as, you know, being a first, because that, that can never, you never can take that away from him. But it was... Um, about the lack of, of uh, I guess, publicity or uh, interest or even notoriety of of uh, of uh, Cleveland's was it Cleveland? I think it was Cleveland. He, yeah. uh, that he went to. To I know uh, with uh, so with Dobie, uh when I was interviewing Carl Scheib for the book Wonder Boy. You know, Scheib, the youngest player in American League history, came up as a teenager, and he. He played through. I mean, he got his chance because of the World War II era. There are a lot of opportunities for players on the margins, but he stuck in the major leagues of the Philadelphia A's, and of course went through integration and had to face mm-hmm. Larry Doby. and And he said Larry Doby was the toughest out for him. That guy hit oh. him all over the ballpark. He was he was actually afraid of the guy because he was just such a talented hitter, powerful hitter, and yeah. He also told stories about how, um, you know, the bench jockeys and how these players were treated, and he said it was horrible, and he yeah. really oh, felt yeah. bad about it. Which yeah. reminds well, me of the other Philadelphia story about Ben Chapman, who was a Yankee, and of course yeah. he made famous in the Jackie movie. Uh, talk about bench jockeying. Um, yeah, but but the. Um... As a Yankee fan, I, I would I would hate to see Larry Doby get up when they when Cleveland when we play in Cleveland. <laughs> uh, I would I would dread that because as you said, 
He was such a great hitter. And yeah. a good clutch hitter, too. Yeah. I've often wondered well, what uh, Josh Gibson would have been like in the big leagues had yeah, he had well, the chance. And, yeah. You know, some people well, called him the Black Babe Ruth, but when you talk to the Negro League players, they would say Ruth was the white Josh Gibson. So it all depends <laughs> how you look at things, you know. But certainly a great, yeah. another great ball player who uh, who might have been an all-time home run king or certainly a superstar in his own right. Yeah, so well, what other kinds you know, of uh, tell tell us some of the other uh, tidbits you got in here? What are some of your favorite uh, events that you cover in the book? Yeah, well, I there's one here that's a, and I like to read it to you. It's it's a little bit longer than the, than the Elson Howard one, and it's a. Uh, it's called the uh, the craziest trade ever. Okay. Now, I don't know how many uh, younger younger kids probably won't remember remember this, but uh, it's a true story. Uh, I'm sure you remember it. It starts off: They never entered the Hall of Fame, so you might not know either name. In spring training, 1973, they decreed, "We are trading families with all due speed." Lefty hurlers are noted for their quirkiness, but this revelation was bizarre, God bless. From the front office, out came the Hankies. Those two were from the New York Yankees. Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich, the two bad boys, who created in the media scandalous noise. The Yankees gave the announcement a dandy spin, but still, the two bad boys couldn't win. Peterson won eight, lost 15. What a swoon. Kekich won and lost one. Was gone by June. The Yankee finished 17 back for the 73 season. Fritz and Mike were part of the reason. The wife swapping was only half the deal, which included the kids. Please get real. It also included a terrier and poodle both of which the kids could canoodle. Fritz and Suzanne married, had four kids of their own. Mike and Marilyn flamed out, whereabouts unknown. GM Lee McPhail playfully had this to say, we may have to call off family day. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that distinctly, and uh, the press couldn't believe, nobody could believe it. Families, dogs, so, my goodness. So what happened? These guys swapped families, swapped they, wives? They actually, sw- actually swapped, yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, and they were teammates? the dogs with them and the kids. And, uh, uh, wow. like I said, the Fritz Peterson and, uh, and Susan married and had the four kids. And uh, Mike and Marilyn, they, uh, I guess, never hit it off. And I thought Lee McPhail, <laughs> his comment, we must have to call off family day. Ay, ay, wow. Ay. 73. Yeah. I thought that was a great one to put in there. But this book overall, obviously I'm the author, so you know I'm, I'm, I'm touting it. But really, it, it's, it's a fast read. It's informative. It's amusing. Uh, and I think in – some degree, it's it's fairly clever. Uh, there's some prize endings, uh, but most of the poems are short. 
I mean, that's one of probably one of the longest ones. Uh, so, uh, and I think it there's something like a, in there for, for, for everybody. Sounds like a, a nice gift for a baseball fan or, you know, oh, something yeah. during a ball game between innings, read a couple poems, go back to the game. Uh, yeah, well, I've had yeah. people, you know, friends and so forth. Friends are always kind, you know, but uh, uh, read it. And uh, they were generally uh, uh, enjoyed it. And as as you said, you can pick it up and, and read, you know, half a dozen pages of bo- or, or poems and uh, put it down and, you know, not lose your, your uh, thought trend or anything like that. So how long did it take you to? come up with all these lyrics oh you know it was on and off i stopped started i, I don't know how when you write how you go but uh, in this book it was just, I, I couldn't tell you i'm currently working on another book that in february will be a year and i'm still not uh near the end yet so yeah i would say that i don't know probably with stops and starts probably a little over a year maybe so this wasn't a case where you wrote a few baseball poems 15 years ago and then 10 years ago. No. Recently, no, no, I was, I was on it. But no, no, I was, I was on it, uh, you know, constantly. But uh, there's other things I got to do too. So uh, yeah. you know, I would get back to it, which was the nice part too. Like I said, this book I'm working on now, it's, uh, it's. I really should stay with it and and stop interrupting, but sometimes life doesn't give you that uh, that option. Yeah. So as far as your subject matter, so are you just inspired all of a sudden to write about Joe DiMaggio or Ted Williams, or you know, where do the ideas come from? Well, you know, you pretty flip, much you get, from you go uh, through from, and flip through a baseball history and say, oh, let's do a poem about Tris Speaker. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know, sometimes. Uh, that's the case. Um, uh, sometimes not. You know. Sometimes you, you you know the history pretty well, and and uh, you you decide, hey, I want to do a poem on on uh, on let's say DiMaggio, uh, or uh, uh, you know the the one in the one in uh, uh, I have another one here that the Brooklyn fans, old Brooklyn fans might really appreciate. Uh, if you don't mind, it's only uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's not that, that long. It's called a fan's point of view. He moved to he moved the bums to L.A. He is still despised even today. In 1958, the team did flee. His name is Walter O'Malley. He never consulted Dodger fans about his hurtful and greedy plans. More money he wanted, you see. His name is Walter O'Malley. He was a visionary, some say, not the fans who wanted the team to stay. The boys of summer, never more to see. His name is Walter O'Malley. Ferrillo, Hodges, and the Duke. 3,000 miles away, what a rebuke. And Newcomb, Koufax, Peewee. His name is Walter O'Malley. So if you are ever in the borough of Brooklyn, where memories last and the skin is thin, don't ever mention a certain guy, trust me, 
His name is Walter O'Malley. <laughs> I think the Brooklyn fans would love that. <laughs> I take it they might not like Walter O'Malley. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no, his name is verbatim over there. Well, so the the poems are they they seem to run the whole gamut of baseball history. What do you think is the earliest event that you write about? The earliest ba- ba- event goes back to uh, the beginning of baseball uh, over here in New Jersey, Elysian Fields. Right. Uh, right. And I think that was, if not mistaken, the last poem I had uh, I had written. Uh, and that's supposedly where most of the best historians say uh, yeah. the game started. Not- not the uh, the fake Abner Doubleday legend, right? Uh, so, uh, I, I I wrote something about the Doubleday and the legend and Cartwright. Uh, right. There's something in there also, but I go back to uh, that was uh, 18. I'm just looking at it now, 1846, uh, yeah. and that's that's a fairly long poem. Uh, but it's, the most uh, recent. it's an interesting book. Most recent. Most recent. Hmm. Huh. Boy, I, I I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you what the most recent one was. In fact, I didn't even have anything on Derek Jeter in there. Uh, okay. So maybe I might start a new one with beginning with Derek Jeter. Volume two. But, yeah. Volume. Yeah. Uh, but at the top well, of my head, I can't think. Yeah. Go ahead. The 101 poems, there's certainly more than that many Hall of Fame players and great games and World oh, Series yeah. and yeah, there's just so much. Yeah, I, so much material. I don't think I don't think I'll run out of material at all. Uh, Who was the favorite character no. you wrote about? Favorite is there, character. Is there one hmm. player that really, or or owner, or whoever, you know, whatever role they were in that uh, that you enjoyed the most. Yeah, Bill uh, Bill Vec was quite a character, as you well know. Yeah. Um, and uh, also uh, uh, Finley, Charlie Finley was another one that uh, was was a uh, was a, quite a character. Uh, I, I I think uh, one interesting thing for uh, for the younger uh, younger baseball fans, there's a. Uh, a poem I uh, it's only uh, uh, twelve twelve lines. It's called the uh, the Green Light Letter. I'm sure you've heard of that, uh, Lawrence. Uh, but it goes this way: In 1941, America was in love with baseball. A 56-game hitting streak by Dimage did enthrall, and Williams hit 406 as a 22-year-old. Then came Pearl Harbor, a tragedy to behold. The U.S. was quickly drawn into the war. All, including ball players, volunteered galore. Leaving the 1942 baseball season in doubt, prompting Commissioner Landis to ask out. Should baseball continue to operate? For the answer, Landis didn't have long to wait. It would be best for the country, said Roosevelt. A morale boost was clearly and emphatically dealt. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, it, it occurred to me as you were reading that just how much of this is American history, too, as a backdrop. And when oh, you yeah. span from oh, 1847 sure. to, you know, more recent yeah. seasons, it's... Uh, and then and you get the integration. I mean, that's, yeah. that's part of American history for sure. Well, baseball uh, starts when we had slavery in the country and, and then Reconstruction. You know, the Civil War was in there. Yeah, Civil War. And, and then World yeah. Wars and... Yeah. So much change, yeah. so much technology. When you think about the technology oh. that's changed since 1847, and we still play baseball on a field with a leather-covered sphere and a wooden bat, you know. It's, yeah, uh, with, with some with some changes here and there. Minor, sure. well, I'm not sure how they were minor. I, I, I still have my doubts about that baseball. <laughs> I still let's see that baseball <laughs> was juiced. Uh, I, I know they're talking about the launch angle and all this uh, hey, maybe there's some poetry uh, about these new stats, like launch angle and uh, yeah. wins above replacement. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, when you when you understand that, please let me know because uh, I've read it I don't know how many times, and I don't understand yeah. what the hell war is. To be honest with you, but uh, I'm not a big guy in analytics, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, we and, don't and, have time. And now you've got you know you've got the big Houston uh, controversy with the. Uh, with sign. the uh, the buzzer, yeah. buzzer gate now. <laughs> yeah, I like what they said about Bob Gibson. If Bob Gibson would have gotten uh, word that they were stealing signs, the catcher would have told him <laughs> what was coming, and it would have been the exact opposite. <laughs> you bet. Chin, little chin yeah. music. <laughs> Matter of fact, I you have know, a, we... a Gibson. I have a Gibson poem. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Can you find it? Yeah. Oh gosh, I don't know if you'd be able to find that one, but uh, <laughs> but I also did a, 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 a Gibson's in uh, what I uh, um, I'm bouncing around here, but um, we mentioned Ogden Nash in the beginning, and yeah. uh, I did get I did get uh, Nash credit, and I I copied his not his poem his his uh, style, and I did an A to Z. Uh, Poem on uh, for Hall of Famers. Ah, okay. This was uh, on the lineup, and uh, I kind of like that one. That is, that uh, was that's, that was cute. Uh, if I had it handy here, I would. Uh, but it's it's kind of long because you go to A through Z. Well, but there's only we four lines. For, yeah, we got to give uh, everybody a reason to go get the book. So we'll, we'll yeah, tease we don't want to read that. too many poems. Yeah, I only read. But we only have also. a we only have a few minutes to go. Let's talk about what are you writing now? What are you working on? What's your new project? Uh, the new project is on uh, Carl Hubble. But what I'm doing is, um, I am concentrating on his five best years, from 33 to 37. Okay. And. Um, when when he was absolutely dynamite, uh, couldn't hit the screwball at all. But then the the, the screwballs, you know, is a it's a, a a real problem with your arm. It finally got to him. But those five years was his gateway to the Hall of Fame, no question. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, I've got. Uh, I was going to uh, send you some chapters uh 
And uh, I said, well, let me just hold off a little bit longer. So uh, whatever I do send you, uh, take a look at it and see what you think of it. Uh, I'm sure we but, uh, I'm sure we will love it. Uh, it's uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it, but it's it's getting it's it's one thing leads to another, as you well know. You know, writing sure. how many I don't know how many books you wrote, uh, but I know you wrote a lot, a lot, a lot more than I did, and uh, it's it just uh, after a while. I can't wait till it's over, you know, completed. But I'm I'm getting there, and I will get there within the next several months for sure. I can tell but, you, uh, Ronald, that my my secret is uh, I only do a few books totally on my own. I do uh, a lot of projects with others, so I end mm-hmm. up being uh, maybe a third contributor or a half contributor, something like that, or I'm the editor. So uh, okay, yeah, I get you though. The stuff that I've written solo, it takes time. You know, I might oh, put yeah. out a book every other year that's completely um, my own, you know, my own writing, and probably yeah. two or three, four a year that I'm working on with others. With somebody, yeah, wow. And then my you problem run is the, I have too many, company. too many ideas and not enough time. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, I wanted to ask yeah. you about one more thing, if I could, before we go. Uh, sure. Your book about the fourteen pictures of perfect games. Did that include the holiday game? Uh, no, that that, that book is really outdated. Uh, okay. That goes back many years when there were only 14 pictures. And since then, I, I off the top of my head, I think there might have been maybe six more that had mm-hmm. perfect games. Uh, so sounds, uh, sounds like an update, Ron. Maybe we can do a second edition or something like that someday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think where the rights to that is at this point. Yeah. Uh I think it's McFarlane. Uh but um but yeah I hadn't uh, well <laughs> let me get finished with this uh uh Carl uh, Hubble book. Uh we'll do before I start another project. But uh, yeah, that's so a last, possibility. Last question yeah. for you you know, I noticed you're writing in that mostly in the pre-war, pre-World War II era, focusing on New York. I'm guessing it's probably because during those days before the California moves, you know, you had the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers in New York. Is that are you sort of looking at that golden era for that reason? There was so much baseball right around you there. Yes, I, I think so. And and the, and the game was really concentrated. You know, baseball was the game. Uh, and you know, football and other sports really weren't very popular, and uh, and I just kind of enjoyed that uh, uh, doing the research in that the area. My one of my biggest problems is is the research. Uh, I don't have access to uh, you know other than uh, the New York Times and the sporting news and and, and books, which is good, and the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, library up there but uh new york papers back in those days there were many of them and i just don't have access to them unless i go into the city and that's that's insane Uh, yeah a lot of that you you can't get on newspapers.com a lot of those are still um, in private hands so yeah all right or you want to yep okay i have to go but been talking to ronald mayer 
the author of Baseball Memories, a collection of 101 poems celebrating America's national pastime. Ronald is also the author of numerous baseball books focused on the golden era of baseball, especially in the New York metro area. Thank you, Ronald, for attending today. We've had a great time. Everybody, please join us again on the Sunbury Press Book Show. Thank you, Lawrence.